I want to welcome you back to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. You hears me. This is your brother Yule. And I just recently released a podcast talking about the controversial life and legacy of Kevin Samuels. And there was much more that I can go into. So I decided, yo, Yule, why not make a part two? Because there's so much that you can definitely tap into. There's definitely much that you can unplug and unlock on this situation that needs to be said. And I felt like I didn't really touch on it. I touched on my perspective, but I didn't necessarily touch on this, the situation in, on a, in a whole and how it affected uh, communities, but predominantly the black community and how it shows the mirror to who we truly are and the hypocrisy we actually embrace and live by and and navigate when it comes to certain celebrities, situation and people. And I'm not one to generalize, so I don't want to say just predominantly black women. That's not something I'm going to say. But I do see a trend in black women, right? Some that provide enjoyment in the death of this man based on his opinion that I do want to talk about. I want to talk about how it can become hypocritical based on those same black women who have that same mindset. I'm not talking about all black women here again. So I don't want to generalize black women because I think it's an individual mindset because I speak to black women who who agree with Kevin Samuel. I speak with black women who understood Kevin Samuels. They didn't agree with his method. They kind of felt like I felt. I'm in a purple, as I told you previously, where there were some things I took from him. There were some things I didn't take from him. I didn't agree with, but I understood the totality of it. And I honored how he was changing and creating conversation that we sweep under the rug. But this podcast is going to touch some buttons to some people, possibly. And I would love to have conversation based on it. It's not going to be in dishonor and it's not going to be to to go back and forth with you. But I do want to create conversation, healthy conversation, because it's needed. And I think that it was what Kevin Samuels was trying to do. Did he provide it in a method you necessarily agree with, with everything he done? No. Kevin Samuel had was very mean in some of the conversations. I'm not here to do that. But I do think that we need to discuss what he was trying to say. Why was it combated so hard and how it looked in the totality of the black community? So if those are topics that don't necessarily tickle your fancy for a lack of better words, this may be the podcast that you would just want to tune, not to, but before you do, rate your boy five stars and give me a nice review. You understand me? <laughs> Listen, let's get into it. So the first thing I do want to say is, is from, um, I am speaking in general here when I talk about black women. 
I'll be the first one to say black women are not valued in America. They're overworked and undervalued. They're not honored enough. And they're disrespected often. They're disrespected by all genres and genders. My goodness, they're disrespected by black men. Black men get revenue to disrespect black women. They're disrespected by every other ethnicity you can think of. Again, they're overworked, undervalued. They're extremely intelligent, less paid. And I find that criminally unfair. I am an advocate for black women. I'm an advocate for what they are and who they are. And I'm here to support you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be held accountable though. So now I remove the generality that I just provided to go into individuality. That doesn't mean that individual people don't need to be held accountable and based on statistics and numbers, have conversations that say, hey, according to statistics, according to numbers, this is how you look. This is what you say. This is what you do. Why is that? And then come up with an opinion that may support those numbers. They're entitled to that opinion. All right. That's what Kevin Samuels did in a nutshell. He said, hey. According to numbers, this is what black black men do want relationships. And according to numbers, black women don't. And so let's talk about that because there's a narrative that's going place that's around based on society that says, hey, black men doesn't don't want relationship. Black women do. And the statistics don't support that. Now. Again, I'm not I don't want to generalize. So I think that's individual. And he touched on individual people who may feel that way. Now, based on my comment of individuality, I do have to tap into certain levels of conversation that we need to have. So I talked about how black women are overworked, but very undervalued and unappreciated. And because of that, I honestly believe that we need to have a conversation on that. But we also have to individually say, based on some black women, there needs to be some accountability as well. And I think what Kevin Samuels did often was give accountability where accountability is needed. So you cannot misappropriate that. You can't. And I think it's often done. So I do want to talk about some things here based on Kevin Samuels, based on societal norms, based on how they're addressed. And I do want to I'm a vent a little bit because I feel like this is my platform to do that. And I also think that based on what I've seen, people are entitled to their opinion. What frustrates me is when you have your opinion, but it be hypocritical 
and you don't want to point to the hypo hypocrisy in your opinion. I don't have an issue with people pointing to opinion. I have an issue when you point to your opinion, you get on your mor mor morality high horse, but then I be pointing to other stuff in your life or you see other stuff in your life that be like, mm, that's hypocritical that you can have that morality morality standpoint in this situation, but this situation is similar and you don't feel the same way. So that can lead to hypocrisy. So one thing I do want to discuss is this. Again, black women are overworked and undervalued and they should be vice versa. They should be overvalued and stop having to do more based on being undervalued to be seen and then appreciated less. That shouldn't be happening at all. But I think because of that, what I just said, overwork, undervalue, what tends to happen is we can overcompensate instead of making black women and putting them in the position they need to be in. We overcompensate by not holding them accountable at times, not all situations and not all people. But what we continue, what we tend to do, not continue, but tend to do is overcompensate by not actually holding them accountable. How can I relate that? For example, a father who hasn't been in a child's life, majority of his life, the child hasn't had love or he rarely see he his that father. And when the father does come around, he brings all the gifts. He has all the presents. He has take him any way he want to go. Take him to McDonald's. Take him to all of these fast food restaurants or wherever the child wants to do. The father tries to overcompensate for not being consistent in their life. That is what I see when it tends to come to some black men when it comes to black women. They tend to overcompensate as opposed to being consistent. And because of that, they may not hold them accountable or they overlook some of the things they do that needs to be asked based on them not being consistent. I don't think we should be doing that. I don't think we should because I think it's patronizing our women. We shouldn't patronize them by overcompensating Instead of just valuing them who they are and putting them on the pedestal consistently that they need to be on. Just let's do that. Let's not overcompensate. And this is not to excuse what Kevin Samuel's done. And this is not to say your opinion of him needs to change. What I'm saying is what Kevin Samuel did was hold them accountable. Again, you can disagree with the method. You can disagree what he did and how he said it, but he had valid points and those points need to be addressed. That's my first point. Let's stop overcompensating and let's put them in the position they need to be in. Let's give them the money they need. Let's not overcompensate to patronize their feelings and make them feel good 
Let's put them in a position they need to be in. Let's give them more money. Let's honor them the way they need to be honored. But they still need to be held accountable, individual black women. Another thing I want to talk about is the hypocrisy I've seen by celebrating the death of Kevin Samuels. I've seen people say, I'm throwing a party for him. I even saw a video, and she's entitled to her opinion, by the way, of Vivica Fox comments on Kevin Samuels saying that it's, it's karma. And I thought that was distasteful. And I thought it was hypocritical. Bear with me while I address that. And this may be me venting here. I'm going to do this in honor, but I'm going to be really real with this. It's hypocritical. 100%. Because Vivica being a celebrity, we know a little bit of her life. Well, one of the things that we do know is that she's dated a rapper by the name of 50 Cent, no diss to 50, who has said more and degraded black women way more than anything Kevin Samuels has ever said. Not only in his lyrics, but in his actual personal life. Now, I'm not going to go into detail with 50, 50 Cent's life because I think that's distasteful. We can bring up, you can Google his relationship or his estranged relationship with his son where he actually said that he's not at a bad place with his child, but he wouldn't lose sleep if his child get hit by a bus. That's not my words. That's 50 Cent's words. This isn't also my words. This is 50 Cent's words when he says that he doesn't even love his child. That's not my words. So you mean to tell me you can date someone with that mindset, but it's karma when Kevin Samuels provides an opinion that may be right or wrong about someone that's on his show talking to him voluntarily. And another thing we have to put to rest Kevin Samuels didn't just talk about black women. So we got to stop trying to generalize that he was an enemy of black women where there was majority of ethnicities who, again, voluntarily came on his show to talk to him. We also have to put to rest that he's not only talking black women where he addressed consistently Black men on his show for his first three and a half years. He talked about black men. So where are the advocates when he was addressing black men? I said that on the last one. I'm saying that on this one because that's getting lost and no one's communicating it. The only thing they're communicating is he he dis, dissed and degraded black women when that's not accurate at all. If you're going to say he degraded anyone, it's the black community because he talked about black men too. But there was no advocate for black men. There is no black man that's saying, or if there are, I don't want to generalize. It's far and few between the numerous of a, certain 
spectrum of black women. I want to play a clip for you here in which Kevin Samuels talk about how black men need to rise to the, the standard of being a black man. If they're 30 years old and they're living in their mother house, what would they do? Because you don't hear these conversations. You only hear the sound bites. And that's unfortunate. But he did talk a lot about progression. So I just want to fall back for a minute. I want to provide this clip so you can hear it. 25-year-old man. Let's make him 30. Okay, 30-year-old guy. He's staying at home. He working at a fast food joint, making 18 to 22,000 a year. Okay. Not, not a lot of confidence, not a lot of skill sets, but he wants to be a leader. He wants to have a happy relationship and he wants to leave a legacy. What is your advice to a man in that position? Stop digging. You already did stop digging. First thing, um, I'm big on therapy. But if you're in a position where you don't have a lot of money right He's now, big on therapy. every company you work for has an employee assistance line. You need somebody to talk to. We're not in a church like we used to be. Find someone who's a consultant pro bono. The second thing, because it has to start with the head. We can't get the head right. We get nothing. Second, uh, you making, uh, he's working full-time at a fast food place. Good. I need you to have another part-time job. Because you're making $14 an hour at McDonald's. You can go over to on Q or Circle K. Or a convenience store make another fourteen dollars an hour. Fourteen dollars an hour. One place is twenty eight thousand dollars one year. Then another fourteen. That's forty two thousand dollars. Then you can actually be in a position to move out of your mama's house, move into an all furnished apartment, get you a little sugar shaker, a bike, and get out there and start doing something. See, man, we have to work. I cannot hear that I'm broke, and then you're only working forty hours a week. You, you, that, that does not compute with me. You gotta work. You gotta work and get, and be getting paid for the hours. You know, here's the thing that tend to start correct themselves. Once a man puts himself in a position where his head's a little bit on straight and it does not have to be perfect. You can't wait till this is perfect. You've got to do all these things at the same time. Start getting your head on, getting your head together, get the hours up, and then you have to get a skill set. College ain't for everybody. It doesn't, it's not everything everyone needs. Get a trade. Uh, there are plenty of things that will do. What is going to be useful? Get a trade in something that's going to be useful. We have to get back to where we value blue-collar labor. You know, I'm a big proponent of blue-collar. I call them blue Henrys. You know, yeah, the white collars. Right now, what does Henry mean for people who don't know? Uh, Henry is high earner, not rich yet. That came from Forbes. And see, the, the white-collar men get all the shine, but, you know, white-collar men, it's a longer path, takes more to get to the end, and most small business owners are blue-collar. Plumbers, electricians, HVAC technicians, truck drivers who own a logistics firm. There's a lot of opportunities. We mentioned Gary V. He wasn't a great student. He's a multimillionaire and owns, a, uh, owns a, one of the most prolific social media firms in the world. Get, get, your, get, your, get your head right, get your money, get you some sort of certification or skill to where you can actually start making yourself of use because fast food is not a long-term thing. Then you got to start networking with other people and start working together. When you work with a group of people, one of the reasons my career went the way it was. Yo, I'm going to stop there because you can keep going. It's actually about six minutes. It's a six minute clip. But I just want you to hear what this man just said. 
and you cannot tell me what what he just said isn't factual and needs to be done. He talked about therapy. Now, I don't disagree with what he said about church because I think church can insist there too. But he that was his again, his opinion. He talked about therapy. He talked about, hey, if you got a full time job, you work in fast food. Why don't you get another job? He laid out a whole line, a whole idea, strategy in which the black men, black men can do to better himself. I can go on other talk, show you other podcasts in which he talked about black men as well. But what I wanted to show you is and want you to hear is someone who had opinion opinion and value to what he was saying. He also talked about blue collar men. I know a lot of the sound bites talk about high value men. And that was one of the things Vivica Fox kind of was patronizing his death about. I thought he was a, a high value man, but he just told you there that he honors blue collar men. Just told you that. But a lot of times what you find is people only form opinion about people based on sound bites of their lives and not from actually doing their history and their research. So the dishonor is actually not even information based. It's soundbite based. And to me, that's disgraceful. To form an opinion about someone's life based on 30 second clips. That's insane to me. That you can form that with lack of information. Lack of information, lack of research, lack of lack of a relational communication to actually provide an opinion that isn't based on ignorance. And you're entitled to your opinion. But if your opinion is based on ignorance, it's foolish. Period. And I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. Again, this is individual base. This isn't black women base. I don't want to do that. Let me tell you why I don't want to do that. Because what Kevin Samuels tried to do was in trying to sexture off a community, uh, uh, an aspect of the community, and attack them. What he did was try to make black men, as you saw, and black women accountable to create and establish black family and community in a way in which we empower each other. Again, his method didn't always hit that. So I don't want to be that dude. But that's at his core, at his crust, he tried to do. And so I model that and I agree with that. I'm not trying to isolate black women and attack them. An accountability is an attack. Making you accountable is not attacking you. I'm not sure where in society 
it has become valid or even viewed as love to accept everything you do, even when you're wrong and you can't be criticized when you're wrong. Kevin Samuels isn't opposed to that criticism in life or death. I'm not here to do that. You're entitled to that. But what I want you to do is to make your opinion informational base and lack and remove the ignorance that's being spewed because it is foolish. And let's all and, and, and also let's. If you felt, let me say this, if you felt what he did and how he did it was incorrect, again, your title to that, tell me what can be done to help the black community correct. Where is your solution? Because what I can say was this man did impact and affect lives that did help the black community, where is your solution? And how are you pushing the culture, as we love to say, forward? How are you building a community that does have issues that we love to sweep under the rug based on police brutality, which needs to be addressed, but when do we look into the mirror? When do we say, hey, we do have these issues based on government. There is white supremacy. There is hate. But then we attack ourselves worse than white supremacy attack ourselves. We attack ourselves worse than any Karen will. We attack ourselves in life and death worse than any ethnicity do we attack us we put ourselves on sites and attack us we knock us we downgrade us and then we mad at us even if we are trying to help us even the people trying to help us there's something wrong there there's really something wrong there. So I would love for us, black community, to grow from this. How can we grow from this? Can we take the good that he did and throw away the bones? Are we just going to say forget all of it and stay stagnant in the foolishness that we embrace and love? What are we going to do? And I left that dead air just to give you some time to think. What are we going to do? And how are we going to push the culture forward? Positivity definitely is needed. But so is accountability. If we can give it to Kevin, Kevin Samuels, life or death, why can't you embrace it? And I'm not talking about. We all have to think the same or agree with everything someone do. But why can't we honor 
those who are trying to help us? Why do we consistently beat us? Why are we consistently destroying us? Why are we doing that? They attack us and we attack us. That must stop. And I'm done with it. So listen. I'm not telling you to not have your opinions. I'm not telling you to not feel the way you want to feel. I would choose to honor. I'm not telling you to honor. Do what you must. But at least don't be distasteful. And if you are, unfollow, block, mute is a friend of mine. I just won't be privileged to your foolishness. Let's step it up. And I pray you understand that this podcast is done in love. Don't just take a soundbite of the podcast to disagree with it. Listen to the whole thing. And if you want to communicate from that, let's communicate from that position. If you just want to argue, in the words of the famous philosopher Plies, I'm not here to argue with you. Not doing that. But I am here to have conversations, even if they're difficult, to push the community forward. Black women, we love you and we value you. I don't want you to listen to this podcast and miss the first 10 minutes of it when I said that you're overworked, undervalued, and that has to stop. I don't want you to miss that I said you, should, you shouldn't be patronized. I don't want you to miss that because you disagree with me saying you need to be held accountable individually, though. And if you missed all that, I need to know why. What about what I'm saying is making you feel offended when I tell you to be accountable? I'm not going to patronize you. I'm going to hold you accountable. But I'm going to love you too and honor you too. And it's like that. So listen, this is Don't Take With Nichols. This is your brother, Yule. Let's keep moving forward. For real. Peace. Yo, thank you for checking out Don't Take With Nichols. We do not take that for granted. Why are you here? Rate the podcast five stars. Also leave a comment and share it if you like it. We thank you again. We don't do this without you. Don't take wood nickels because they don't spin. Peace.